to the Unity Commons podcast. Again, I'm Amy Dell, the Editor-in-Chief of Unity Commons Student Publication, and today I'm sitting down with Dr. Emma Perry. She is the Professor of Marine Biology and Tardigrade Researcher. <laughs> Thank you so much for sitting down with me today, Emma. Uh, you're welcome. So I wanted to talk to you about your work in marine biology and microbiology research and kind of how you fell into that. So my mother was an avid sunbather in my childhood and she would go to the beach and I would be bored so I would explore the tide pools and um, swim and explore the tide pools some more and then Life on Earth came out with David Attenborough which really drew my fascination and now my um, tide pooling really took on a new focus and so when I went to college um, I knew I wanted to become a marine biologist. I know that you do a lot of work with tardigrades. Can you give us a brief explanation of what your research is looking at? So we know so little about tardigrades that I have to start by figuring out what species we have around us in Maine. And I'm just presenting this weekend um, on a project that students have been working on for several years from, you may have heard of the HEMS plots, um, from an old research project. And we have 22, uh, 24 species, sorry, of which I think another 20 are new to Maine. These are species that no one has documented in Maine. And the students found them, and it's just because nobody's looked. So ultimately, I'd like to do projects in their physiology and in their biogeography, but you can't do that until you know what you've got. How did you start researching tardigrades? So I started as a physiologist, and you really need a lab and a lot of money and a lot of equipment and a lot of time. Um, so I was looking for something that really fit, but also something that um, I could do in the winter. Um, I love marine biology, but getting out onto the rocky shores when there's ice is um, a little too dangerous for my students. Um, and I, I try not to kill anyone. <laughs> so. In, it was invertebrate zoology and I was exploring and we got to the chapter on tardigrades and the class was stir crazy, you know, because they hadn't gotten out for a while. And it said that even in the winter, the tardigrades were gonna be there and would be active. And so it was just sort of read the right thing with the right sort of feeling in the classroom. And I was like, right, everyone put on your coats only at Unity, right? Yeah. So I could go just out into the woodlot, we collected samples, we put them in the greenhouse with spring water, and the next class we looked, and there they were. And I really liked it, and then I did some looking, and the first tardigrade recorded from the Americas turned out to be in New Gloucester, which is just above Portland in Maine. So then it was like, well, it's meant to be, I have to do tardigrades. Can you describe um, the process of getting um, scientific research published? So in my field with tardigrades, I generally have a few weeks of field work collecting samples. Um, and then we have to go through each sample very carefully, pull out all the tardigrades, mount them, ID them, analyze the data to answer whatever hypothesis I have um, started with, and then um, write the paper. Um, several times, <laughs> refine it, peer review it, refine it some more, and then send it off to the editors. Um, with tardigrades, 
I have a clear set of journals that I would publish to, depending on whether it's a taxonomic paper or an ecological one. Um, uh, the big one, Zootaxa, and uh, the Proceedings of the Biological Society of Washington come to mind. And um, we choose the right one, and you format your paper correctly, and off it goes. And then I forget about it because I have no control over anything at this point. Then when I get the reviewer's comments back, my personal take on it all is pretty much you do whatever the reviewers say. What role does getting your work published play in scientific research? It is scientific research. You can solve cancer, but if you don't tell anyone, it doesn't do anyone any good. The process of science is the process from the generation of the idea to the publication. Without publication, it's just not science. What advice would you give to students looking to pursue research as a career? If it speaks to you and you're passionate about it, go for it. Um, just be prepared to be stubborn. Your experiment may not work, you have to do it again. Somebody might have turned the lights off when you really needed them on for 24 hours at a go. Um, someone might lose a sample and you have to start again. I hope not. Um, or if you're in ecology, you might hope to get a data set that's every two week sampling and a big hurricane comes through and you lose, you can't go to the beach. You have no control over that. Sometimes stuff just happens but you just keep going and you plug away at it and you can do it. How important are grants to research opportunities? Depends on the type of research you want to do. If you want to do molecular work, that's very expensive, you must have grants. If you want to do some of the really, as we call it, sexy stuff, that just takes a lot of resources. Or you want to go to Australia and study velvet worms. I mean, more power to you, but you've got to go to Australia to sample your animals. On the other hand, if you want to study Littorina littorea, that's the common snail on the shore here in Maine, you can just drive to the coast. Tardigrades, I, at the minimum, I need microscope slides and cover slips and medium. Now, I can add to that with money and go, we got a grant to go to Curacao and look for the tardigrades there. I've been to Prince Edward Island with a little grant. Those are great, they're study sites, but if I didn't have those grants, I could still do research here in Unity. In my field, I chose a field, grants help, they make it easier. Do you have any advice for writing grants? Just write it, if you don't write it, you, I guarantee you won't get funded. And even though the uh, return might be very low, often grants only fund at the 5% rate of the big grants, every time you write one, you learn something. I would say start now. There are little grants that fund undergraduates in science. Um, I give money for Sigma Xi. That's $1,000 grants. It's 500 words. It's like a stripped down outline of what you want to do. Undergraduates are actually read by themselves, so there's no disadvantage to being up against graduate students, and sometimes undergraduates do better. But every time you write one, you learn something. Every time you write one, you have a chance of getting funded, and sooner or later, you will.
What are some of the most interesting fields in marine biology and microbiology that are kind of being explored right now? Okay, I'm tardigrade, so anything tardigrade related is the most interesting to me. Um, I would really like to see us go more into the deep sea sediments. The trouble is, of course, access. We go there less than we've been to the moon. Sampling down there can be tricky, but there's some reports in tardigrades of finding them in the crevices of manganese nodules from the abyssal plains. So I'd love to look and a few more at the bottom of seamounts. I would love to look at the bottom of the Marianas Trench because I suspect there are tardigrades there. Not the most exciting, but one of the most compelling fields right now is the effect of climate change on coral reefs. They are the first ecosystem, I believe, that will die. Uh, The Great Barrier Reef is already showing significant signs of real stress. Um, It's not all climate change, it's everything all together. Climate change, crown of thorns, nutrient sewage basically, um, nutrient runoff from the mainland, sediment runoff from rivers. Um, So you've got smothering, you've got competition from the crown of thorns eating it. You've got, we're fishing out the fish that eat the algae, which outcompete the corals. It's just like, basically the coral reef is being beaten up by a whole gang of players. You and I may never get to see the coral reef, the Great Barrier Reef, the way we've seen it in some of the documentaries. Do you have any other points of advice for students that are interested in any sort of marine fields? We need you because we have to, if the ocean goes, the planet goes. We have to save the oceans. It's not a choice. It's not a trite sort of, uh, what do you call it, a tagline. It's an essential function that keeps the planet alive. More oxygen is made by the phytoplankton in the oceans than any trees or land plants put together. We have to have a healthy ocean. All the rest cascades. So the need is most compelling and to address it we need people who know what they're doing and who care and have an interest so we need people in marine